Hey, what is up, everybody? I'm so stoked to be here uh, with the core to share with you guys some amazing um, topics, tactics around extreme contact, like going to the extreme with your contacts, making more contact so that we can generate more leads. Um, so my name is Jeremy Forcier. Um, I am a core coach and a producing branch manager. So I still run my own personal production and I manage a pretty large branch in Northern California. Um, I am located in Petaluma, which is Sonoma County. A little known fact, uh, Petaluma is the chicken capital of the world. That's right. Chicken and dairy capital of the world. So butter and eggs. Think butter and eggs when you think of Petaluma. Um, so a type of business that I do, just to give you guys some context, um, we'll do uh, 38 personal production units this month uh, for around uh, $17 million. Uh, the branch will do around 100 to 110 units uh, for around uh, $60 million or so, somewhere around there. So that means I do really big loans, and that means I do really small loans. I think it's important for everyone to know that, um, is that I do uh, $77,000 loans. I live in a rural area. So when you go 30 minutes in any direction, you could be doing a $1.8 million purchase, or you could be doing a $172,000 purchase. Um, so I have a wide variety of different loans, which means a wide variety of different people that you come into contact with as well. Um, super, super blessed to be on the journey with the core. It's changed my life, and I'm happy to be able to share some stuff with you guys around uh, lead generation and contact to get extreme leads. So um, when I do these type of webinars, it's really important to me that you all that are on here participate. I feel that we will get the most out of the time together if you ask questions. So if you have questions, please type them in. Uh, to the question box, okay? There should be a Q&A question box where you can type in a question and I will stop periodically and or uh, my trusty partner, Teddy, will stop me and say, hey, Jeremy, there's a question here. Um, it's really, really important. So if you have a question even right now before we started, something you want to ask today, I highly encourage for you to jot it down, type it in the box, and I wanna make sure I can get uh, to as many questions as humanly possible because that's how you're gonna get specifically the most out of this. Um, so extreme contact, you guys, uh, what does that really mean? All that means to me is going above and beyond from an activity standpoint to make contact with more people because the more people that we connect with, the more that we can help and serve them. I find that many loan officers, even that work for me, I have a wide variety of loan officers too, you guys. I have veteran loan officers. Um, I have someone who's worked with me for 10 years um, and has been in the business longer than I have for 18 years. Um, and I have brand new green people as well. And what's funny is I find that as we get a little bit more successful and you all on the call, I consider successful for sure. Um, our call reluctancy goes up, not down, right? But we still all suffer uh, from the same issues. And most of the time, uh, the loan officers in my branch, at least when I'm helping them, um, they always ask me, well, I just don't know what to call about, right? I just don't know why someone would want to talk to me. So I want you guys all to remember this right now. You are perfect just the way you are. You don't have to have any anxiety about reaching out to someone or feeling pushy. When you want to serve someone and you truly want to help someone, it's really easy to pick up the phone, okay? So I'm going to use um, an example that's probably stupid, um, but I'm going to do it anyway because that's how I think, is that imagine that if, if I had the cure for cancer, okay, or if you had the cure for cancer, wouldn't you run around yelling it from the rooftops and telling every single person, okay, that you have this cure, that you can help people with this problem? I kind of feel the same way about that in my business, and you should feel the same way about that in your business, okay, meaning that you do have the solution. You do want to serve other people. You can help them consolidate debt. You can help them um, go ahead and purchase their dream home or get through a tough divorce or, 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 right? You are the solution. So start acting like it. Okay, so a lot of it starts with mindset is important. Your mindset going into creating extreme contact and a bunch, a bunch of leads is that I'm good enough. I'm the solution. I want to help people. I'm going to be kind and work really hard. And that's our value proposition at the end of the day. It's not some stupid widget. It's not some dumb, uh, you know, internet marketing thing. It's you. So remember that going into it, okay? 
Um, so let's dive in. I'm going to break this up into basically uh, four parts. It's really three parts with a subpart, okay? So um, the subpart will start there, is that the three reasons that I think people aren't generating as many leads as they want. It falls into three different categories, okay? So the first category is that you simply aren't doing the work. And I know that sounds obvious. By the way, if you guys can see this, my Rick Ruby core cup, it says you're confused. I drink out of it every day to remind myself to not be confused. So you're confused. <laughs> A lot of times we're not doing the activity and we're lying to ourselves, okay? I, co I have the luxury of coaching amazing people from all across the country. And I will tell you, I catch people all the time fudging their numbers on their greatness trackers or saying that they talk to, um, you know, 100 people a week for four weeks in a row, but I only see like six leads. That's not even really possible. Like it, it's not. So number one thing is that we're just not doing the activity or we think we're busier than we are in our heads. That's the number one issue I see with not generating enough leads or not generating what you want to generate is being really honest with yourself about what is my activity. I would much rather have all of you guys, if I was coaching you, turn in a form that said that you talked to 38 people instead of just saying you talked to 59 people so that, so that we can see where the gaps are in our businesses. That's the one thing that the core has done for me that has been so amazing is just for me to find my truth and to not lie to myself anymore. So number one is making sure you're doing the activity and being honest about it so you know where you need to improve. Now, the second reason is that if you are doing the activity, okay, and the results just aren't there over four to six to 12 weeks of like doing the activity consistently, it usually means that we're targeting the wrong people, okay? We're targeting the wrong people. What does that mean? Um, well, if a realtor that you're working with, okay, has only done two transactions in the last 12 months or even six months, but you're calling them every single Monday and you're not getting the leads or the deals, it's really simple. They just don't have it to give you. That doesn't mean that that agent is a bad person. It doesn't mean that you can't, you know, not like them or want to hang out and have a beer from time to time. It just means that maybe you shouldn't spend energy every single week on calling that person. Okay. So number two is that we're targeting the wrong people that aren't able to refer us. And then the third one is that if you are targeting the right people and you are doing the activity, um, you're just not saying the right things. It's a closing issue. So what's exciting to me about those three issues with generating leads and extreme contact is they're all really, really simple to fix. Okay. It's simple to make more calls, go to more appointments, go to more networking events, um, checking in on past clients. It's easy to solve the activity issue. Okay. It's also simple and easy to solve the targeting issue. Start asking people what type of business they run, how many families they serve. Um, if it's an attorney, right? Like how many people do you work with at a time? What does your book of business look like? So it's easy to target differently as well if we're not getting the results just doing by just by doing a little bit of research okay? it's really really simple and the third thing uh the closing issue this one um is still simple okay but sometimes it's not as easy as the other two so the closing as far as like what you are saying is extremely important all right and the number one thing that i see people make the mistake of is that they do all the activity they even target the right people but they don't ever ask for the business, ever. They say something like, hey, well, let me know if there's anything I can do to help you. That's not asking for the business. If you called and asked me that today, hey, let me know if there's anything I can do to help you, I might say, that's awesome, man. Can you go get me a Starbucks coffee, man? I haven't had any coffee today. Uh, that would really be helpful to me, right? It's too ambiguous. It's not specific. So we have to get very, very specific about what we are asking for, okay? So those are the three reasons or the three areas that I see people making the most issues. I'll recap them again. Number one is activity and not being honest. Make sure that you're tracking your real activity, okay? It's not a failure if you didn't talk to 60 people, okay? It's a failure if you don't talk to 60 people and you don't realize that there's a gap you need to close and try to make progress to get there. Number two is making sure we're targeting the right people. The people that can refer us or the people that we can serve. 
it's extremely important to spend 80% of our time on those type of people so that we can be in a lucrative business personal relationship with those people. And number three is closing. Okay. And all closing comes down to is asking for the business, being very specific about your asks and making sure uh, that we're asking constantly on a consistent basis. Okay. So we actually have a uh, question on number two here for you. Sure. It says, uh, it's from Jimmy Thompson. It says, how do you handle a person who refers you but won't give the contact inform information of the person they are referring to you? Cool. That, so that's an excellent question, Jimmy. So um, I'm not immune to any objection that you guys get or any issue that you guys have in your business. It, it's the same for me, right? So does that happen to me? Of course it does. It happens to me on a daily basis. So number one is that I think it's really important that you don't get frustrated, okay? Someone even referring you is an amazing thing that you should be grateful for. Now, we, it's our job to make sure we're training our referral partners on how to do it best, okay, on how to do it best. And we have to remember that when we're training them on how to do it best, introduction is what I'm talking about here, okay, that what's in it for them, okay? Because at the end of the day, they know what's in it for us, right, is a transaction. We need to let them know what's in it for them. So I'm going to give you an example of this is how I do it. Okay, so whenever I'm working with referral partners, um, I explain to them, um, hey, you know, when you introduce me to someone, right, um, I find that it's best to do an email introduction. So even if you text me their number or you do an intro text or you just gave them my number for them to reach out to me, I highly recommend that you do an email introduction. And, oh, by the way, I have a really slick template that I can send you um, so that you can literally just copy and paste it and edit it as you see fit. It's really, really simple, and it increases conversion by over 18%. I've been tracking it for two years. So we'll convert 18% on a higher rate simply by using this template that invokes a lot of transfer of trust. Okay, so that's how that's a, a dialogue that I have with the referral partners. Now, guess what, Teddy? Um, they still don't follow it, okay? So um, that's okay as well. I have a handful of people that use it every single time. Um, I work with about 48 agents. Um, I just said a handful of people <laughs> use it every single time. Everyone else does the same stuff, right? Like, oh, I gave this person your number. Oh, so Jimmy, here's what I do in that scenario. If someone says, hey, I gave this person your phone number, they're going to be giving you a call. Number one is I thank them. Hey, Teddy, thank you so much. That is so awesome. I super appreciate it. Hey, can you give me the correct spelling of their name real quick? So that way I'll be ready for when they give me a call. That's what I say first. They always say, absolutely. Hey, do you happen to have their phone number and email? Um, I won't call them because I understand you just said, um, you know, that they're going to call me. But I want to make sure I'm prepared. That way when they do call me, I can let them know that you had mentioned that they were going to be giving me a call. They will almost always give you that information. If you say, hey, I'm not going to reach out to them. But then number three is, um, hey, Teddy. I'm using Teddy as the realtor in this scenario. I think you guys get that. Uh, hey, Teddy, uh, thank you so much. Um, I'll be expecting their call. Hey, I'm going to send you the email introduction template again. Um, feel free just to respond to that and include the borrower on it and put their information in it. It will increase our conversion by 18%. Okay? So that's what I do every time. Rick Warner, and he might be on this. I don't know. He's a realtor in the core. He's my favorite guy. He's been one of my best friends for the last 10 years and he's an agent that I work with here locally, he literally doesn't do it. And I must have sent them this template a hundred times. I still will send it every time, okay? So you have to train and retrain and train again and resend, and eventually they will comply or at least they will know that you are absolutely on it. And there are times where someone declines, um, a client that is, like, well, hey, no, I don't want them to reach out to me, right? That does happen from time to time. It's very small, though. You just have to overcome a few of those objections first, make it really, really easy for them to do and facilitate, um, and, and then just constantly retraining on them, and then they should fall into line. So I hope that um, answers your question, Jimmy. Um, do we have any other questions, Teddy, before I move on? We do, yeah. We have one more from Sarah. It says, how do you ask for the business directly? Uh, sent leads to a couple of realtors that got no referrals back, and they are busy realtors. Cool. So um, sent a couple leads to realtors, never got any 
back. So the question is two questions, right? <laughs> the question is how, how do you ask specifically? And then a second question is kind of like, hey, man, I'm sending, you know, these agents some leads and I haven't got anything back. I'm going to start in reverse order, okay? So number one is, I mean, and this is just a personal opinion, like I'm not a big fan of sending an agent a lead thinking that that's how I'm going to win their business. I'm not. Um, I think that, and I understand the logic behind it, by the way, it's not that you're doing something wrong. It's just that we have very few opportunities, um, comparatively speaking, to refer um, a pre-approved person to an agent compared to agents need us to close a deal. So it's a downward stream referral source. So whenever I get those, I'm very selective about who um, I'm going to give them to. And it's usually someone that I'm in relationship with already. Okay. If you are going to refer those leads out to, um, a, let's say, a, a really busy agent or a busy big team, I think that you have to sit down and talk about what that looks like for you up front. It's okay to have an expectation of a business relationship if you're not in relationship with someone yet. The reason why I don't personally do it that way is because um, they're only going to be loyal to whoever the next person is that gives them something. That value proposition is pretty low. Uh, in my opinion, unless you sit down and make an, a business agreement of like, hey, I come across people from time to time that are looking to buy. I'm happy to refer them over, but I'm looking for a more of a bigger relationship, right, to be tied into your team or your business um, because I don't get a lot of these. So usually, typically, I reserve them to refer to people that I'm in deep partnership with to refer, but I want to create that partnership with you. You have to set the table. Okay, you have to set the guidelines with the person if you're going to be sending leads to someone that you're not in a relationship with yet. So that's my tip on that. Um, number two part of that is that whenever you give someone to something, you cannot expect to get back. I know everyone's rolling their eyes. I can't see you. Um, listen, I am a selfish business person as well. Of course, I want to get. But the act of truly giving is that I'm going to give someone to someone that I think is going to do an amazing job. And I can't expect anything in return because that's not really giving. That's trading. Okay. That's a, there's a difference there. There's trading and there's giving. So I would say just be aware of that. Now on the specific ask part. Okay. Um, th this comes down to what to say to agents when you're calling. So, um, if I could see all of you guys right now, right. And I were to ask you, Hey, do you ever feel like your calls get stale? Right? Do you ever feel like your call? I felt like that a hundred times, right? Where, gosh, man, I just don't want to call a call and it just feels like I'm like, hey, can you send me some money? That's what I feel like sometimes, right? Hey, can you send me some cash? Like, uh, it, it, it's, it's not a good feeling when you feel stale in your calls and you don't feel like you have any value. So what I do is that whenever I do my calls outbound to realtors, and this would be just a straight, to give you context, a, a realtor prospecting call, okay? So if I'm calling Teddy and Teddy is an agent, Teddy, do you mind role playing with me? Sure. So you're going to be a realtor that we already know each other. It's not a cold call, okay? Um, and um, we're, we're maybe you, you have, maybe you referred me a couple times, but we're, we're still in the infancy, okay? Okay. All right. Ring, ring, ring. Hello? Hey, is this Teddy? I'm, how you doing? What do you mean, how you doing? You already know who this is? It's Jeremy Forcier, Cross Country Mortgage. How are you? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing awesome, man. I'm doing really well. What are you up to today? Oh, just uh, moderating some calls. What about you? Uh, same, man. I'm just, uh, you know, having a great time, helping a lot of people. I had an awesome weekend, and I'm just getting after it today, man. Uh, did you work or play this weekend? I did a little bit of both. What about yourself? I like about you. Same, same, little bit of both. Had an awesome weekend, spent some time with family. It was fantastic. So, um, Teddy, the purpose of my call is that I, I know that you have listings right now, and I wanted to see how are they going, and do you have any listings in contract right now that are past their contingency periods? Uh, they're going great, and yes, I do. Oh, so you have some that are past their contingency periods. What's wrong with the transaction? Is the lender not performing? Uh, no. Okay. Well, hey, I'd be more than happy, you know, to give them a, a, you know, second opinion, or if you want to introduce me to the listing agent, even if I can help that other loan officer close the deal, 
maybe I can at least find what's going on right there and either A, help you save the deal or take it over and make sure it closes. Do you mind yeah. introducing me to the other agent and I can give them a call today? Absolutely. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Cool. Thanks, Teddy. So I'll stop there. So that's one example, you guys, of a specific ask. Okay. I asked, do you have any escrows in contract that are past their contingency periods? Okay. So oftentimes when I'm calling a lot of my agents I work with right now, they're like, oh, I just don't have that many buyers right now. I have listings. Right. So my first thought is always, well, when people sell, do they usually buy? <laughs> yes. Right. Like 50% of the time. Yes. Um, or number two is that, hey, that's an opportunity to ask for an introduction on anything they're having issues with. You have to be a solution person with people, okay? So that's one example of a specific ask. I only ask for one thing per call, okay? This is big right now. So this is something I train all my LOs on because I listen to them call sometimes, and this is what it sounds like. Oh, hey, Teddy, it's Jeremy Forcier from Cross Country Mortgage. Hey, was, the purpose of my call today was to see if you have any open houses coming up this weekend, would you like me to work them? I'm happy to make some flyers for them. Do you have any leads you want me to follow up with? Blah, 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 blah. They, they start giving all this stuff and no one can focus in. So ask about one thing and be specific. So an example of that, number one, do you have any listings in contract past contingency period that aren't performing? Number two, do you have any listings coming on the market? Okay, right now that um, maybe maybe have to be qualified, right, for a replacement purchase. Number three, um, are you working with anyone right now that's not pre-approved? Number four, are you working with anyone right now that's pre-approved but isn't fully underwritten and approved that maybe could use a second opinion? Okay, you guys get the point. You pick one thing to call about and you ask specifically for that. Because remember, we're only calling for one of three things. I would write these down. Number one, to get an appointment. Number two, to invite them to something. Or number three, to ask for a referral. All those specific asks I just gave you, we're all asking for a referral, right? Another form of asking, um, in asking for an appointment is really simple. Teddy, that's great, man. You worked and played this weekend. Hey, I'd love to get together with you this week for either coffee or lunch. What day works better for you, Tuesday or Thursday? Right? Ask for the appointment. Hey, Teddy. I'm so glad you work and played this weekend. That's great. Hey, I'd love to get together with you and talk about uh, videos and how I'm using in my business to see if I can help you with some. That's to get an appointment, right? So you just have to make a catalog, right, of stuff to ask and just pick one thing when you call each time. That'll keep you fresh. That'll keep you engaged. You're always going to know what you're talking about. and It's always going to be of value. Um, so, and the third thing, right, is invite them to something. So when I say invite them to something, that could be a happy hour. That could be a site visit at your office. That could be an event that's happening in your town or city, like we're having a beer craft festival uh, this weekend, right? Really simple. Hey, would you like to go to the beer craft festival? It's from 12 to 5. We're going to meet at Walnut Park. Super simple. Invite them to something, okay? A lunch and learn, a webinar, et cetera, et cetera. But just pick one thing each time that you're going to ask for um, and stick to that. Okay, it's the easiest way to stay specific. Um, so that's that's that, you guys. Um, Teddy, and any other questions? We have a uh, response slash kind of question. Um, he said, "Very true. I am always searching for uh, for ways to feel good about calling and adding value. Maybe you could shed some more light on this one." Cool. So I think that I think I just answered that. Right? Is that um, just have something specific to call about. That's how you're going to add value. Think about it like this. I think it's very easy, okay, to put yourself in the position of the realtor, all right, and then think like them, meaning, hey, what's going to help me close more business, right? What's going to help me close more business or save more time? Those are basically the two areas where uh, we can have the most impact, and the third area is have fun. So when you're thinking of how do I add value, it's either number one, will it make them more money? Number two, will it save them time? Or number three, will it be fun? Okay, if your context can be in those three buckets, you're going to get a lot better response from everyone that you're calling. Okay, so that, that's the answer to that. Um, I see that someone asked, can we get a copy of the email template you use um, as a guide? Absolutely, I will provide that for you. 
I can even show you a copy of it right now because I have it saved in an email template. Um, actually, it won't let me bring it up. So I will make sure you get that, okay? Um, absolutely, I'll send that to the core. Just contact your concierge. I think they already have a copy of it anyway, but I will absolutely make sure to resend it in so that all of you can have it, okay? Um, cool, anything else before I move on, you guys? There is uh, there's one more question. It says, uh, it's from David. It says, if we were to drop you in a new city and you had one LP1 and one LP2 and zero in your pipeline, what would your first six months look like? Okay, so the first thing I would ask is that how the hell did you drop in a new city with an LP1 and an LP2? <laughs> but um, so if so, basically the question is, if you were in a new city and you don't have any business or contacts, what you would what would you do? Okay. Um, here's the good news is the first thing that I would do is I would contact um, all the owners of brokerages in the area. Okay. So that would be something like, hey, Teddy, let's say he owned a Century 21 office, right? Hey, Teddy, my name is Jeremy Forcier, Cross Country Mortgage. Hey, I'm new to the area, but I'm not new to the business. I want you guys to pick up on that. Okay. It's a great script. Hey, I'm new to the area, not new to the business. Okay, I've been a top producer for X amount of years. Um, I run a really tight team, and I'm looking to partner up with the best of the best in the city, and I would love an opportunity to meet with you for 10 to 15 minutes to see how you run your office, your brokerage, your team, et cetera, to see if I could add some value so that I know what's important to people in this market. Do you have time for me to stop by next week for 15 to 30 minutes? Okay, call all, make a list of all the brokerages and call them. Number two would be um, tar make a target list of realtors. I would figure out a way to pull up, you know, the top 200 agents in the area, and I would call all of them. So um, this is going to sound, this might sound strange or maybe not. It sounds logical to me is that it doesn't matter if you're in a new city or new area. It's the same as you being in your current area and you cold calling someone that doesn't know you. It's the same thing. It truly is. So when you're calling, okay, you can just call them as if you live in the area as well. Like it doesn't really matter. So I actually would treat the process exactly the same. Um, something else that I would do right away is I would make sure that I'm joining networking, um, uh, uh, business networking groups. So think of like uh, LATIP, think of uh, BNI, um, go be a guest at different BNI chapters. Uh, think of chamber of commerces in the different areas or uh, like we have a downtown association here where I am. Joining those type of networking um, of, uh, chambers and whatnot and groups will expose you to a massive amount of people in a very short period of time. Okay, so I absolutely would do that. But I would call the uh, brokerages, office managers, et cetera, um, try to get a 15 to 30 minute appointment to understand what's important in the market here and that you wanna make sure you pour into the best of the best. Um, and then you wanna ask for the business just like anything else. Uh, leveraged events, lunch and learns, presentations. I would also really focus on um, having consumer um, call and lunch and learn seminars, whatever you want. You know, so um, maybe it's like a, 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 a brew and buy, you know, series where uh, every other week at a local pub or a restaurant or a coffee shop or whatever, you are going to host uh, these home buying seminars or home selling seminars or market updates where you can get out and you can blast through email, Facebook, um, everyone that you meet, you can put flyers in these places um, that you are gonna be hosting these free informational, learn about real estate, how to buy and sell real estate in this market, and you just become the resource. So that's the consumer direct piece that I would do for sure. You could do seminars on six steps to financial freedom. Um, you can do a seminar on um, how to buy your first home. You can do a seminar on, is this a good time to buy right now? You can do a seminar on 1031 exchange. You can make those available to realtors, to consumers, and really create with a bang right away in a new city, a huge following. The reality is it's going to take time. You just want to reduce the amount of time that you're gonna have an impact in that new community. So hope that answers that question. Good. Yes, we have uh, we have two more. Do you want to do both, or you just want to do one more? You know what? Let's do it. Listen, I, I said at the beginning, and I'll continue to say, you guys, ask as many questions as possible. The stuff that I'm going to cover, we've already been weaving in and out of it, and um, the more questions you ask, the easier it's going to be, be for me to serve you. So please 
ask questions. And if you want clarity on things that I'm saying, ask again, because maybe it's not that clear to you. So yes, well, let's continue on with the questions for sure. Perfect. Thank you. Um, this one's from Brian. It says, how do you overcome when a big agent that you've been trying to do business with is working with a lender because they pay half of their Zillow leads or other lead gen platforms without having to do the same? Cool. So the question is, uh, you're prospecting, okay, a new agent or a big agent, right? And they're already loyal to someone else, okay? So I understand you're saying their loyalty is because they're paying for stuff. But the reality is they're loyal to someone else, right? So if that is the case, number one, um, I hate those types of relationships. I've had a number of them over the years where I do pay into stuff. And um, if you are going to do that or participate in it, you have to set extreme guidelines. So I'm going to start there, and then I'm going to go into what I do, you know, 90% of the time otherwise. But if you do want to fight that battle, it's real simple. Number one is that you have to ask, hey, what type of value are you getting from this other person? I understand they're paying for stuff, but what's the return on investment so far? Like, what if I could show you a way, right, to have a higher return on investment and not have to spend as much money? Um, those are different ways that you can engage in those conversations. But if someone's dead set on, hey, I'm happy to partner with you, but you got to pay, that is a business relationship at that point, period, okay, which means that it's probably not going to last very long. I wouldn't spend too much time or energy on it, but if you are going to move forward with it, you have to set the table again, set those guidelines. Here's what I've done in the past, okay? And none of them have worked out long-term, but they have been beneficial, so I'll explain. Is that if I am going to be in a partnership, I sit down with that person and go, hey, I'm happy to talk about it. I want to make sure that it's a win-win if I do go into this partnership, so I want to set the expectations right. So I go in and I want to learn all about their business. I want to know exactly how much they're paying. I want to know exactly how much, how are they tracking this and how do they know what the true return on investment is and return on time is. And then if I were to invest X amount of dollars, here's would be what my expectation would be on number of closed loans on a monthly basis. And here's, and we should reevaluate it every six months. Okay. So that's what I've done in the past is I will set them up. And I mean, I have a big old thing right here that I kept um, <laughs> uh, this huge legal sheet of paper where it was the six month mark. Of course, it didn't make sense. But I went in and went through all the itemization of here's all the costs, right, that we've spent on the lead gen platform, because that is for you, Mr. And Mrs. Realtor. I know that that's important to you. I'm happy to support that part of your business, but please know it's not for me. Okay. I'm going to do it because that's part of your business and it's important to you, whether it's because you have a bunch of buyer's agents or whatever it may be. What's important to me is that we serve you on a high level and make sure we close the loans and make you look great so we can get more referrals okay, from what we have. So please know that I'm not interested in those leads for me, but I am interested in helping you convert them so they can be referred correctly and we can make sure they close for you and you get paid. Okay, So that's how you set the table. And then at the six-month mark, you go over, here's all the money spent. Here's exactly what, you know, we closed from it. Here's why it makes sense, why it doesn't make sense. Uh, we either need to reduce it down or maybe we should, you know, cut it out. At the end of six months, you guys, it almost never makes sense to continue on at whatever rate it is. Um, and then you either cut it off completely. And the goal is to make relationships with people on that team that will continue to refer you. I did that with someone who had a very large team for six months. I, I knew it probably wasn't going to work out, but it was a good foot in the door. Did they use me exclusively? Maybe. They weren't that good at directing the leads because they had very lack of training on their team and their agents. But I made three great contacts, okay, with agents on the 17-person team. We laid out the numbers. Um, the, the owner of the team, team lead, was like, yeah, I guess you're right. It doesn't make sense. You know, it's something that we really want, though, still uh, from a paid perspective. Maybe we should move in a different direction. I said, I think that's right, but I'd still love to work with you on your personal loans, um, and I'd be happy to continue to work with you. So I still work with those three agents, right, forever, and I don't pay anything anymore. So that that's one way to deal with it. But you have to know, you have to be kind of hardcore that this is a business relationship. Most agents don't understand that what they're asking for you to do is be in a true business relationship and for them to be held accountable to it. They don't get that part. Okay, so you have to be really clear with setting the table if you're going to do that, what the expectations are. And then that way, when you review it, it's just reviewing, did we hit the expectations or did we not, right? 
and then try to get some of those deepened relationships over that short period of time. The second second way to go about it, which is the way that I do try to utilize 90% of the time when someone asks me to pay for things, right? And um, I hope this doesn't offend anyone, but I said this in a presentation in front of everyone. There's this group that um, I've been coming in and doing uh, monthly presentations for them, right? So um, I go in, I say, listen, I understand you have this, you know, you know partnership set up. I want to come in and just talk once a month uh, with your permission about how your agents can generate more business, close more deals. There will be no sales pitch about loans, but I'm happy to do Q&A at the end and answer any questions they may have. All I'm looking to do is provide value to you guys and help you guys close more deals. Most people will say yes to that, you guys. Most people will say yes to that. All right. Now, when you do go in and I was doing these presentations, you have to focus once again on things that are either going to make them more money, save them more time or fun. It has to be in those three categories. I recently um, did a second presentation for this big team. Um, I don't really, you know, do too much business with them, but I'm starting to, you know, penetrate into the team and some people are referring me and I've closed some deals. Uh, there's this one guy named Ron who's on the team and um Ron's, and we were talking about money and paying for leads. And this is what I said. I said, you guys, in front of everyone, I said, my take on this is that um, how many of you guys get complaints about this vendor who's paying all this money every month to be your preferred lender? And they were like, yeah, he's not really the best lender, you know, doesn't, doesn't, you know, close on time. The communication can be really bad sometimes and hard, difficult to get a hold of. I said, you guys, that's the problem. Okay. Because what you, what you're doing is that you're thinking because this person's paying for something and you want a great over-the-top experience, it's usually one or the other, right? Because all that money that person is spending takes away from resources to have a great team, to make sure someone's always there to call back people quickly, to get pre-approvals done quickly, to communicate effectively. They can't do both. It's not possible because it costs a lot of money to staff an amazing team, which is what I do, to create an amazing experience. Um, I said, mostly at the time, people, I'm interested in being in a relationship with someone. And when you start off by paying, that's really more of a brothel whore relationship. That's what I said in front of everyone. And it got really quiet. And then, of course, the gentleman, Ron, he was really cool, stood up and said, hey, you're right. Uh, when I first met with you, um, I thought you weren't interested in working with me because you just dismissed me right away. And I said, that you're right. I dismissed you because you led with. I have someone who pays for leads and, you know, that's what I do. If you want to do something like that, I'm into it. No, I'm not into it because I'm, I'm not a prostitute. Okay? I, and I said that and he stood up and said, you're right. I see that now and I'm sorry. Literally, he apologized in front of the whole team. So you have to know what your value is and you have to know that you have to educate other people about it because they don't quite get it. These aren't business people. These are ADD salespeople that are highly emotional that get distracted by something that they think are going to make them money by clicking buttons and they don't have anyone speaking truth to them. So be the truth, speak the truth, be valuable, be bold. That's what I would say to that. That was great. Thank you for that. Um, Sarah asked a question that says, what would be the opening line to cold calling realtors that don't know you at all? Cool. I love that. So, um, that's great because this falls into the cold. So I, I made three little set outline sections, you guys, to go over. It was prospecting cold, prospecting warm, and then prospecting during the process. So this addresses the prospecting cold portion, okay? So this, once again, doesn't matter if it's a realtor, if it's a business partner, um, you know, if it's an attorney, if it's whoever. But let's focus on realtor because that was the question. So number one is that you don't ever want to sell anything over the phone when you're cold calling. It's a huge mistake. Don't ever sell anything over the phone when you're cold calling. My favorite script, personally, when I'm cold calling, it goes a little bit just like this. So, Teddy, can you role play with me again? Is that all right? Yeah, of course. So, this is a cold call. You do not know me. Okay. Perfect. Cool. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Uh, hey, is this uh, Teddy? This is. Who is this? Yeah. Hi, Teddy. My name is Jeremy Forcier with Cross Country Mortgage. Did I catch you at an okay time? Yeah, this is totally fine. How are you doing, Jamie? I'm doing good, man. Hey, the purpose of my call is that I understand that you are a great agent in the area. I'm a great lender. I always think that great people should know great people. I would love to sit down with you for 15 minutes and learn a little bit about your business. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Okay, great. So that was easy, right? So this time say, no, 
um, you know, I appreciate it. I, uh, I already have some lender relationships. Perfect. Okay. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Uh, hey, is this Teddy? This is. Who is, who, who is this? Uh, hey, Teddy, my name is Jeremy Forcier with Cross Country Mortgage. Did I catch you at a good time? Yeah, this is a great time. Awesome. Well, hey, the purpose of my call is that I understand that you're a great realtor in the area. I'm a great lender, and I always think great people should know great people. I would love 15 to 30 minutes of your time over the next week, and I was hoping I could set an appointment to come learn about your business. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. I actually already have uh, some great relationships with some realtors as it is. That's awesome, man. So that that doesn't surprise me at all. That's exactly why I'm calling is that great realtors always have great lending relationships. That's exactly why I want to meet with you. I'd love to know what you're doing right now in your business uh, that's making you successful. And I'm sure that you're going to be seeing a lot of my pre-approval letters. So I'd love to get together with you and go through our process. That way, you know that when you see one of my letters, exactly what to expect and exactly what your seller to expect. I'm not asking for any referrals or anything like that. I just want to get to know you because great people should know great people. Um, yeah, yeah, we can uh, we can make something happen. Cool. So that's one script, okay, is that the great people should know great people. Um, notice that my other script was if, if someone says, like, hey, I'm already working with a bunch of lenders or I'm good, I'm super loyal to my relationships, I go, that's great, man. That's exactly what I'm looking for. I always honor that. Hey, I'm not, you know, I don't expect you just because I called to get business. That's not why I'm calling. But I do know that you are going to see an increasing amount of my pre-approval letters, and I'd love to just show you exactly how our process works. That way, when you see my letters, my offers can stand out above the others. So I'm using that a lot um, in a scripting. Um, another one that I'm using is that, um, hey, I would love to interview you. Um, I have, you know, I do videos showcasing great realtors in the area, and I'm always interviewing them and putting them out there for other people to see. I would love to get together and showcase you. Uh, to see if I can get you some extra exposure and learn more about your business. They like ego stuff too, okay? Um, I recently um, just did a recognition program, right, like through The Core. Like, hey, my name is Jeremy Forcier. I'm calling Cross Country Mortgage. I'm involved with a company called The Core. We're always looking for top producing agents uh, that want to go to the next level. Uh, we work with the top agents across the country, and oftentimes they're looking to refer other realtors that are outside of their areas and states. So I'm creating a list. I'm interviewing people to see if you would be a good fit to receive referrals from realtors outside of the area. I just did that three times last week. So I got um, four appointments, two flaked, two showed up. I filled out um, an all about you form on them. And I also filled out um, uh, a six month <laughs> annual review sheet actually from the core coaching. So I got a bunch of information on them, right? Um, so that I can create that list. And then if things do pop up, great. Um, but you're really just doing something to get the appointment, right? Invite them to a lunch and learn. Hey, I'm having a speaker come in. They're going to talk about 1031 exchange. I did this last week, you guys. I targeted an office that I don't work with anyone in the office. I met the office manager like six months ago. He's a cool guy. I said, hey, I want to throw this um, 1031 exchange lunch and learn, bring in this pro to talk about how they can increase their business. Could you uh, promote it to your um, your office, and we're going to do it and have a nice lunch, right? I had nine people there, you guys. Nine people who I've never met, never knew, went because they wanted to learn how they could make more money in their business. So it's really, it follows a lot of the same principles, you guys, when you're cold calling. Just keep it short. Don't sell anything. I always like to say the purpose of my call is, and just get right to it, okay? Don't be chit-chatty. Don't beat around the bush. They hate it when you do that. So I hope that answers that question. We have um, we have another one from Greg. He actually said, I like all of the questions, but would like to hear the rest of your thoughts on number three and not saying the right things. Quote on, num on number three and not saying the right things. Oh, on the three reasons that people um, have a lack of leads. Yes. So um, number one is that um, you, you don't want to serve. You just want to get. Okay, so that would be like um, not to, not building any rapport with the person and just asking for a referral, right? That's saying the wrong things. Um, number two would be um, talking about rate, okay? I see people do this all the time, like, hey, um, I, my rates, I think my rates are lower. Let's someone should get a second opinion because my rates are lower. 
A second opinion has nothing to do with lower rates, you guys. A second opinion has to do with a great experience, okay? So I see people saying that uh, incorrectly all the time. I see people just truly not asking is really what I'm saying. Um, when I say saying the wrong things, rather than saying the wrong thing, it's usually lack of saying anything, okay? That's usually the issue. Um, another big one of saying the wrong things is that they just carry on and on and on and on about a product that they want to sell, right? Hey, we have a proprietary product where, you know, blah, 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 blah. People don't care about that, you guys. They don't care about that. That's the wrong thing. The product has to generate more business for them, right, period. So if it's a cold call, I never talk about a product. If it's a warm call, I'm happy to talk about a new product, right? But whenever I'm going to talk about products with people, I'm usually going to send out an email about it first, and then I'm calling to follow up on it. That's another big tip and trick I want you guys to leave away with, is that if you're struggling on what to call about sometimes, if you send someone an email or a text message with some information, okay, and then you call to follow up with it, that is a much easier call to make. I'll give you an example. Teddy, I'm using you again, buddy. Sorry I'm using you so much. Um, ready? Ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring. Teddy gone. I can't hear Teddy. So I'm going to role play both sides. Ring, ring. Hey, this is Teddy. Hey, Teddy, it's Jeremy Forcier from Cross Country Mortgage. How are you? Oh, I'm doing okay. Good. Hey, the purpose of my call is I wanted to know if you saw that email I sent you about physician loans. Did you have a chance to check it out? Yeah, actually, I did see it. Cool. Did you have any questions about it? Because tons of physicians are moving into our area, and I want to make sure that you know exactly what the program is so that when you come into contact with a new physician, you'll know exactly what they can do, and maybe we can do some business together. Oh, no, that's great. I'll take a look at it more clearly. I super appreciate it. Yeah, no problem at all. Hey, is there anything else I can do for you today? Anyone that you're working with that might need a hand that hasn't been pre-approved yet? No, I don't have anyone right now, but I'll keep you in mind. Awesome, man. If you have any questions about the email, let me know. Cool. Take care. Bye. That's an example, right? Send an email or send a text. Follow up with it. All right. Follow up with it um, with a call to explain it. It's a very, very, very easy, easy, simple way um, to go ahead and make those calls. Um, okay, let's see, more questions. And Greg, let me know if that answered your question, okay? If there's anything specific you want me to get more granular, let me know. Uh, happy to go over it with you. Um, so uh, David asked, uh, if you have an LO closing five loans a month, what does that LO need to do mindset-wise to start closing 10 loans a month? Uh, it's a great question. So, um, David, the first thing I would say is that you have to know, and I don't know if you're talking in abstract, talking about yourself, or if you're talking about an LO that works for you. Um, it's the same, same, same uh, prescription, okay? So, number one is that if it's an LO that works for you, you first have to sit down with that person and understand, do they really want to close 10 months a month? I think that's the biggest issue I see is that people want money, right? <laughs> but they don't necessarily want to close 10 loans a month. Or, you know, some people don't want to close 10 loans a month. So I think understanding first what they want to do is extremely important. If you address that they're doing five and they want to go to 10, it's very, 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 very simple mindset wise. It's number one is that we're probably going to have to get you some help, right? You're not going to be able to be a one man band or a one woman band and continue to grow and close 10 units a month. You're going to have to get some type of help, um, admin assistant, LP1, um, LP2, uh, whatever you want to call them, LOA, right? And you're going to have to learn how to delegate some of that stuff to take off your plate. So, um, this is an exercise that I give um, uh, loan officers that work for me is that oftentimes I will make them, I said, hey, I want, to, I want you to keep track, okay? Set an alarm every 30 minutes on your phone for two days. And every 30 minutes when that alarm goes off, I want you to write down all the stuff you did in that 30-minute time frame, right? Use the bathroom. I was in responding to emails, 
I was processing files. I was returning phone calls. I was checking voicemail. I want you literally to write down every single thing that you did, okay, in that previous 30 minutes. Do that for two days. At the end of the two days, let's sit down with a green highlighter, right, and a red highlighter. We're going to highlight everything that was green that makes you money, okay? We're going to highlight everything red that doesn't make you money in some way, shape, or form. Okay, that's the easiest way to know what do we have to take off our plate and get some help from a delegation perspective that are in the red column. It doesn't mean you're going to remove all the red. Okay, it's, that's not possible. But if we can remove 15 things from the red or five even, that's going to give you more time to prospect. So if some mindset wise, that helps a lot because it gives them a visual of like where they're spending their time. And that if they want to go to the next level, they're going to need help and they're going to have to commit to working really hard for a six month time frame. I truly believe that it, it takes six months to a year to make big leaps. So big leaps would be like increasing business by 25, 50, 100%, right? Those are big leaps. And it usually takes six to 12 months of really focused extra hard work during that time. And then after that time period is over, then it's normal. Okay, to do that. And you have to reassess, do I want to keep growing? And you got to put in that six months again of really focused time on what you need to do. So mindset wise, I'd say number one, they need to know, do they want to do it? Number two, you need to know what their goals are to help them. Number three, the exercise of every 30 minutes for two days and then highlighting what is a money generating activity of some sort, what is not, and figuring out how to remove some of those red items, either they don't need to be done or someone else can help do them so they can have more time to focus on prospecting and getting more deals. Okay. So that is my question there. Um, we, have, we have another one from uh, Kellen. Okay. Says, During the Tuesday updates, what is the best, best way week in and week out to get more referrals out of those calls? Awesome. So um, Tuesday updates are, are a really easy way to get referrals. Um, but I would say more importantly than referrals, they're the easiest way to get appointments with listing agents, okay? So um, easiest way for me is, number one, setting expectations up front. Hey, you're going to get a call from us every single Tuesday, right? We're going to let you know where we're at in the file, um, and if we're tracking an on-time close, yes or no, uh, and if there's anything special we can do for you, okay? So I always set the expectation first that that's how the call is going to work. All right. So if you're calling a borrower during that process, um, asking for a referral is is really simple, right? It would be like, hey, Teddy, it's Jeremy Forcier calling your Tuesday update. Uh, thank you for getting all your disclosures in. It seems like we still need an updated pay stub from you so we can submit for formal underwritten approval. Can I get that back by tomorrow? Yes. Great. Um, how's the process going so far? So I always ask that. How's the process going so far? Oh, it's going good. You know, it seems like everything's good. Great. Um, do you have any questions or is there, is there anything special I can do for you today? No, we're, we're doing pretty good. Awesome. Well, if there, if anything does come up, feel free to call, email, or text myself or the team. We'll get right back to you. And I'm always looking to work with more people, people just like you. So if you know anyone that you work with right now or a friend or family member that would like the same type of service, um, I would love to be introduced to them today. That's one script that we use on our Tuesday updates. Okay. Um, with a real estate agent, it's very similar. Hey, Teddy, it's Jeremy Forcier, Cross Country Mortgage, with your Tuesday update. I'm calling you on the Gallagher file. It looks like we're submitted to underwriting. We expect approval in the next 48 hours. Uh, once we have approval, I'll let you know if we look good as far as loan contingencies are concerned. Uh, right now, we are tracking an on-time close. Do you have any questions? Is there anything special I can do for you today? No. Great. Hey, Teddy, are you working with any other buyers like this that fit into this demographic that I could call and help out today? That's a specific ask. Okay. Listing agent. Hey, it's Jeremy Forcier with Cross Country Mortgage calling with your Tuesday update on the Gallagher file. They like addresses. I can't stand that. 143 Golden Gate Drive, right? Um, oh, great. They, oh, great. Because remember, their identifier, I will say that, you guys. Um, as irritating as it is to us on lending, we speak in last name borrower. They speak in property address. So when you do your Tuesday updates to a listing agent or even the agent you're working with, okay, use the property address. Hey, Teddy, I'm calling on 149 Golden Gate Drive. That's going to register in their brain and take them right there, right? Hey, um, looks like we should have the formal loan approval in the next 48 hours. 
Um, we are tracking an on-time close currently. Uh, how is everything going so far? And has anything changed with your sellers as far as timing? Great script for Tuesday updates for listing agents. Sometimes things change. Hey, we want to close earlier. Or, hey, it looks like their house they're buying is going to be pushed out. We might need to extend. Oh, okay, great. I appreciate that. I want to update the file and make sure we're serving you on a high level. Um, hey, Teddy, at the end of this transaction, you know, I would love to get together with you. You seem like a great listing agent. I would love to learn more about your business and see if we could do some more together. Um, what works for you as far as a date is concerned? Are Mondays better for you, Wednesdays or Fridays to me? Super simple script, right? So ask, 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 ask. Um, now, if you give a Tuesday update and someone's irritated, okay, or if someone is frustrated about something, never ask for a referral. Don't do it. It is a big mistake, okay? What you want to do is go fix it, okay? Hey, Teddy, um, is there anything, do, any questions? Well, yeah, actually, I'm super frustrated. I can't get into your borrower portal to sign these things. It seems super confusing to me. Really? I'm so sorry. It should be really simple. Here's what we'll do. Uh, let's do a screen share. Okay. I'm going to have Liz for my team um, contact you. Is right now a good time? Yes. Right now is a good time. Great. I'm going to have Liz contact you right now and send you a link so that we can do a screen share. And we want to make sure we can get you in there and fix it right away. I do not want you to be frustrated about something like signing disclosures. Okay. And then you get off the phone and you go fix it. All right. So those are simple, simple Tuesday update scripts. Um, that will generate some additional CCRs, additional appointments, and some incremental referrals from the realtors you're already working with. Alrighty, and we have time for one more question. And this one says, what is your favorite pitch or process for meeting realtors at an open house? Oh, I hate answering this one. I'm going to give you guys the super secret sauce. Ugh. All right, do you guys want... You guys want the secret sauce? Uh, it, it, it sucks that this isn't live because I want to hear everyone go, yeah, you know, <laughs> like I want to be able to hear them. But I'm assuming right now you guys are all going, yeah, I want to hear it. So yeah. I will you guys, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> so um, here's something that I, I have been practicing for the last couple months. OK, and I've talked about it with a few of my students. Um, what I do, I'll show you, is I carry around a clipboard with me now wherever I go. Okay, this has a simple to-do list on it. It has my greatness trackers, okay, that I keep track of on a weekly basis. And in the back, it has a lead tracker, okay? So it has a lead tracker. So what I will do has a lead tracker, and it also has a copy, a printed list of my pre-approved people from the last 12 months. So I have this in my front um, uh, of my car, okay? I carry it with me wherever I go. So on the weekends when I'm driving around, like I'll give you an example. Last weekend, uh, or is it two weekends ago? It's three weekends ago now because I was on vacation. Um, I was driving back from uh, the gym. Okay, so I'm all sweaty, right? I have this. I see an open house sign out on a Saturday, right? I don't know who the agent is. I'm like, huh, that's cool. I pull over, okay? I'm in gym clothes. I have this. I walk in, and I say, oh, hello. Person says, oh, hi. You know, I'm Sharon. Nice to meet you. Hey, Sharon, um, my name is Jeremy Forcier, Cross Country Mortgage. Um, do you mind if I take a look around? Um, I carry, I lift, I hold it up. I go, um, I always like to just check out, you know, open houses that are open for all of my pre-approved clients because I know how busy realtors are. Uh, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm out there looking for my clients as well. So do you mind if, you know, I look around a little bit? That's my script. And they go, oh, no, that's great. So I go look around. I have my list out. I look at it. I go, great. When I come back, Right. And I say, hey, thank you for letting me uh, take a look around. Hey, do you have any more um, houses coming on the market that are similar to this? Or what do you have that's coming on the market that maybe I can cross reference with my pre-approved buyers and help you sell it faster? You guys, that script is money. Number one, they're, uh, the most common response I've got. So I've done this half dozen times. OK, most common response I've gotten so far is, do, do you always do this? <laughs> right. You do this or you do this for the people you work with? And I always say, absolutely. I know how busy agents are. I want to help my agents as much as I can get stuff into contract. It's so easy to get an appointment. So I usually close with, hey, it was great to meet you. You know, I'd love to get maybe grab a cup of coffee sometime. What's the best way for me to reach out to you? They always say, oh, here's my card. Shoot me a text. Email me. That is a great open house strategy right now with realtors. Just pop in. Be casual. Everyone else is bringing them cookies and flyers and all this stuff. I'm popping in with like, hey, I want to help you sell this. That makes sense, guys? So 
Teddy, I think we're out of time. Um, if I didn't get to a question, you guys, uh, maybe I can answer it offline. Um, I will absolutely make sure that my template is emailed out to everyone. And um, super honored to be on the call today. I hope you found some value in this. Um, super excited to see you guys all not only at the summit, but I hope you guys are all signed up for the mega. Uh, if you're not, uh, just drop a line in the comment section or shoot me an email or contact the core. Uh, I'm going. I'm bringing 10 people. It's going to be an awesome event, and we look forward to seeing you guys there. Have a great day. Thank you, Jeremy. All right. Take care.